This will be the 31st video that I have made in my YouTube career on Zillow. In fact, Zillow got me into the YouTube business. I first got involved with YouTube in using YouTube to sell my real estate, to sell uh, multi-million dollar homes in Birmingham, Alabama. And then I recognized that Zillow had a very unique plan. They had basically taken real estate and turned it into a Sears catalog. And that was to say that I could go on Zillow and go to any city that I wanted to and find the house that I wanted. In fact, it, it got to the point that there was a phrase that said that 90% of all first showings of homes, the first introduction to a home, occurred on Zillow across the United States, and they were moving aggressively into, into uh, Canada. And it was being run by Spencer Roscoff. Spencer and Richard Barton, his partner, had uh, done the same thing in the travel industry, sold that, came over to real estate, and were just kicking butt. And I owned Zillow. I, I bought it at 30, wrote it up to 65 and sold it as things started to change. Spencer got pushed to the side and Richard came in and said, we're going to be iBuyers. We're going to come in and buy your house from you, Carrie, and then uh, fix it up and resell it. Wait a second, I've been in the construction business for years, and the worst thing you can get involved with is subcontractors because you can't control them. You can't make them show up when they say they're going to show up. And if they don't show up and you still have to pay interest on your debt and you still have to pay insurance and, and utilities on that house, you just lose money on a daily basis. And yet, Richard was going to do that all over the country. He had no control. He would have to hire a whole staff of people up goes the cost of holding the property. And I said, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. And I got away from it. Well, I then the, the, the subprime crisis came and, and Zillow dropped to $22 a share from $68 a share. And I thought, wow, I should get in. No, I should not get into it. It's they're dealing with subcontractors. Well, I was dead wrong and it went to $200 a share. Yeah, it skyrocketed. It looked like a mountain. Its chart looked like a mountain. And then I saw again their, their earnings, and I said to myself, this is a death march. Richard has them on a death march, and they're just losing money, and he believes if you're losing money selling 7,000 homes, well, you can make money by go selling 14,000 homes. No, you just lose more money, and it went up. Well, the, what I think made it go up was Kathy Woods. I really do. She put this on her top list of, of disruptors, totally disrupting the, yeah, they were disrupting the um, real estate industry. They were creating a lot of enemies amongst real estate agents, but she took it up, and now as it's diving, she bought another 25, what, $25 million worth of, of Zillow. I think this is a tremendous mistake. I want to share with you why I think it's a tremendous mistake on Kathy's part. 
and I, I want to give you my input on what's going to happen to Zillow and where they're going to end up in this market and what you should do. A hint, st stay back, stay back. It's got more downside size, downside than upside on the short term. First, I got to tell you, this is not financial advice. This is education. I'll be right back. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. As I said, I, I was a big fan of, of uh, Zillow. I never bought any of their leads, but because I was a listing agent and I saw agent after agent show up and meet their buyer client in the driveway of the house that I was listing and then come to the understanding that was the first time they met them. They just drove in and they got that agent from Zillow. It made many, many, many agents wealthy. And the beauty of the program was there was a limited number of leads and there was an ungodly number of real estate agents. So it became a bidding war. Individuals would bid up what they would pay Zillow for their leads. And Zillow was in a controlled position. And as the real estate market continued to grow, as the millennials looked to buy houses and the baby boomers looked to sell houses, their business was just going to continue to grow. I even believed and that Amazon would buy them, that Amazon would recognize that's the easy way to get Alexa in every house. When the transaction occurs, you give them the Alexa in the house and the doorbell system and, and the videos outside as a part of the transaction. And now you, uh, Amazon, can collect all the data off of that house, much as you do now collect all the data off of my car. I even wrote uh, Jeff Bezos and said, you should do this. Didn't respond, but shortly after, he entered into an arrangement with Rheology, which owns a number of real estate uh, brokerage companies, and they were going to do exactly what I suggested. And I knew once they built the boots on the ground through Rheology, they would buy Zillow. Hell, they're both in Seattle. They're probably within walking distance of each other. I knew that was going to happen. And then Richard came in, booted Spencer out. Literally, Spencer left the company. I wrote Spencer and I asked him, I said, are you, uh, are you going to sell your stock? He didn't answer me. Uh, then they got uh, uh, rid of one of their marketing people. And I wrote him, I says, are you going to sell your stock? He wrote back and said, no, I'm going to keep on to my stock. I think there's a future. I'm just going searching and other things. So I held on to it. It got up to 60 and, and 68, I believe it was. And um, I saw Richard getting into this, um, this flipping business. And I said, there's no way you can make money at that. You can do it on an individual basis if you're going in the house and you're painting the walls and you're, you're sanding the floors. But Richard wasn't going to do that. He was going to hire subcontractors and then he had to have supervisors. And while he owned the house, he had to have insurance and he had to have the utilities turned on. And he had to, pay, he, he had to take care of all the expenses wrapped around owning a home. I knew it was a death walk. 
And so I got out. And as I said, it skyrocketed 200. And now it's, it's answering for its losses. I want you to there, there's, a young, there's a young man who follows the real estate industry and any agent who is, who is really interested in where the real estate agency subscribes to his newsletter. His name is, is Mike DePetri. Uh, he's a really sharp young man. He sent me a email uh, yesterday about the Zillow situation and I think he covered it very, very well. So I want to share that email with you right here. This is an email I received from Mike Delpree. Uh, he is a leading authority in my estimation on real estate. I'm a real estate agent, so I received this uh, earlier today. And it, it does a wonderful job of running down exactly what Zillow got involved in and how they lost control of their iBuyer growth. As you can see, this gives you a track of the number of homes that they bought. And you can see they went, started going crazy as soon as the pandemic occurred. And then this last quarter, they just bought an enormous amount of homes that, and then collapsed the business in the same at the end of the quarter. So they, they lost control of what they were doing. This little graph here shows you that they, they even were overpaying compared to their competition. As the price of homes uh, were going up, Zillow just kept bidding more while everybody else started coming down in their bidding. That would be open door and offer pad. So this shows me more and more that they didn't have a handle on the business they were in. Uh, Rich Barton probably had never remodeled a home in his life and probably most of his staff. And as they went from city to city grabbing up homes, they didn't have control of the subcontractors that they needed to do the work. So they just had to hold on to homes. And as you can see, as they did that, their margins just couldn't even keep up with those ever of open door and offer pad. So when I saw their their earnings of um, last May, I said, we got to get out of this. In uh, fact, I wasn't in it, but I then did that video basically stating why Kathy Wood should sell her um, $10.4 billion worth of Zillow. And then to my surprise, she goes in and buys another $25 million worth of it at this depressed price. I don't know if she's trying to to uh, dollar cost average, and she thinks there's some some potential here. Uh, I'm just not sure it's going to happen. Here again, you see the profit margins achieved by and the profits achieved by Open Door and OfferPad, whereas Zillow just kept losing money. So that's what uh, what I feel is an authority. Mike feels about it. And I think this is something, if you're intending to, to uh, take a dive into Zillow, you need to subscribe to Mike. So where does Zillow go from here? Well, they're saying they're going to go into a power buyer program. They're going to focus on not so much buying my house from me and fixing it up and then trying to flip it and sell it. Instead, they're going to approach me 
as a buyer. And so they're going to come to me and say, okay, Carrie, you want to sell your house and you want to move to Florida. Let's go find the house that you want in Florida and you pick it out. And then when you've picked it out, we'll buy it. Zillow will buy it. And Carrie, we'll lease it to you while you put your existing house on the market and we'll help you sell it through one of our agents. Well, now, wait a second. Uh, so well, let me get this straight. I'm going to lease a house in Florida while I continue to own the house here in Birmingham. And I've let's assume I have a mortgage on it. And so I got to continue to make the mortgage payment and to keep the utilities paid and the insurance paid as well as lease a house from you. Are you coming in Zillow and, and picking up one of these bundles of money? And how is that going to work? I think they're going down the same path they just went down. You can't, you can't ignore the cost of owning property. You can't ignore it. Now they are saying, yeah, but once we lease that house to you, Carrie, when you get sell your house, we're going to handle the financing. Yes, Zillow has a banking arm and they'll probably pick up a insurance arm and they'll want to sell me my property insurance. Well, wait a second. I already have a relationship with a property insurance company. That may or that may not happen. And then where does the, the, the 3 million, 4 million real estate agents in this country fit into this equation? Are you going to alienate them even more? Are you going to ignore the business that has gotten you here, the selling of leads? Is that something you're going to push to the side and try to reinvent the flipping business just with a little different? No, no. It, it, it just, you can't build the infrastructure around the country to support that. You just can't because there's too much cost involved and you're competing with the guy who's been doing it his way for many years. First of all, you learned that in the flipping business. You can't compete with Johnny Contractor who already has his subs and he does the painting and his wife does the decorating. You can't compete with them. You've proven that. In fact, now you're flooding the market. You're actually taking the, what was it, 7,000 homes or, that you own, and you're selling them to uh, hedge funds, and they're going to turn them into rental property and screw up the market even more. And now you're going to try to enlist the help of the real estate agents? Uh, I'll tell you what, Richard, I think you took, you took a farm that was producing and, and you, you've, you've turned it upside down and it don't work that way. It just don't work that way. You created a, a loss of money. And Kathy, don't your analysts, have none of them ever been a real estate agent? Have they never been in the real estate business? I don't care what the numbers say on the page. Get the boots out on the ground and understand this real estate business because I don't think you do. I don't think that you could, if you understood it, you would double down on this company. Kathy, you need to get away from them. They, they, they took a wonderful thing and then they destroyed it. 
okay? They are creating enemies within the real estate in industry. You go into any broker's office and they, they do not like Zillow. Now, there's some of them that have been feeding on the tit so long they don't know how to get away from it. But I don't think Richard is your guy. Before I go, I want to show you the chart that I created on trading views um, for, for Zillow. And I think you can see in there that this is, this, this is a mountain on both sides. In fact, it's up 4% today. I don't see why. Um, I think it's, uh, this is a dead horse and uh, I would not get down and try to give it some mouth-to-mouth uh, -mouth resuscitation. I just, I just don't think you should get involved in it. Talk to you again tomorrow, hopefully about something better.